Welcome to the Daily Edge. What a wonderful day to be alive. We have NFL playoff action. We got NBA and NHL slates as well, and they're considerably full. Got a lot to talk about, but first we're going to go through our accountability report for last night. And let me tell you, we had to sweat it down to the last game, um, which was a late game between Pittsburgh and Colorado. But basically yesterday we went 5-5, 50%. I will take it. Um, Big wins were that aforementioned game, Pittsburgh versus Colorado. I think it was an overtime win for three Pittsburgh. So that was really great. Uh, a couple of other late games that came through for us. Um, Milwaukee and Sacramento in the NBA hit the over uh, 224. They Looks like they blew that out of the water. Um, and the under for Charlotte against Utah hit. Um, we also got Brooklyn plus three and a half. They won outright. We also got the Knicks. Um, and the Pelicans over, uh, missed this parlay in the NHL. Uh, we had Carolina against Arizona. That was a three to nothing win. So that was easy. But then we had a shootout in Ottawa where Detroit wound up winning that. So we kind of got screwed. That was going to be our big bet of the night. But let me tell you, despite all that, Again, we wind up 500 for the night. And something that I don't necessarily track are some of the smaller prop bets I make. I have a buddy who's really into hockey. Hit me up yesterday. He's like, hey, this kid McKinnon on the Colorado Avalanche, he really looks up to Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby was out. Uh, he always plays really hard against the Penguins. Bet him for any time goal scored. Okay, sure, that's easy. And you know what? I was just feeling great last night, so I put some money on him to be the first scorer. Turns out kid scores on a, on a penalty uh, PK, or not a penalty kill, but on a power play, right? And gets the first score, that paid out big. So we had a great night last night. Again, I was really sweating some of these games. It looks like it was gonna be ugly, but um, we escape at 500. Make some money to fund today's activities, which is really where it's at. Um, I'm going to get into uh, NFL. Obviously, the two big games that we have, uh, Vikings, 49ers, Titans, and don't tell me, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, that's right. Those two games today, I feel very strongly on, and it was easy for me to make those picks, but we'll talk about it. Let's go through NBA and NHL first. So NBA picks today. Um, there's so much I had to really, especially because I had some, uh, NFL picks and, uh, the NHL slate was big and the NBA slate was big. I, I had to pick my spots here. So, um, first game going with Timberwolves at Rockets, they're getting 11. I'm going to take the Timberwolves and also the over both, uh, indicate sharp action. So Timberwolves over there, uh, I've been betting the Timberwolves a lot lately, um, Skipping over a couple games like the Pelicans Celtics. I was looking at the Pelicans for a second, but I was talked out of that. Lakers Thunder. I mentioned in a couple other podcasts, I don't really like to bet the Lakers. I mean, this is a one-point line. Lakers have most of the bets and most of the money. It just doesn't see a lot of value in the Thunder to me, but it is contrarian. Um, Bulls and Pistons. I'm taking the Pistons, and we're going to go under there. There was... A couple of signals, but I'll get it for you for sure. Um, man, why do we like the Pistons? Um, negative three and a half, move to negative four. Uh, they have 70% of the money, and the bets are basically 50-50. So with that discrepancy, it looks like the sharp money's on 
the Pistons in a big way. And so we're going to sit there as well. Not as much value as we usually look for um, with the Pistons being a favorite, but I like to balance out my bets a little bit. Um, a game we really do like. Um, I liked it when I saw it. And, you know, looking at it now, I like it even more. Philadelphia plus two. Uh, that's the 76ers. They only have 26% of the bets and 38% of the money. So little discrepancy there, but I think it's a lot of value. It's very contrarian. Um, 76ers are a good team and they're getting points. So we will take that. Cleveland is getting 13 points against Denver. Now listen to this. The, the tickets, the number of bets are split 70-30 in Denver's favor, but the money is basically it's 54-46 in Cleveland's favor. So I saw that immediately, that discrepancy. I hopped on Cleveland with 13 points. Represents a lot of value there. Um, and again, the only over or under totals we're taking, we're taking over in Timberwolves and under in Detroit. I'm telling you, there's so many spots I could have picked today. I mean, I was almost on the Bulls. The okay, We talked about the Thunder. I mean, they, they could represent contrarian value. Um, Boston has some signals. Houston even has some signals because everyone's basically hopping on Minnesota plus 11 points. So lots of spots wanted to make sure I was deliberate about my pick. So that's what we have for NBA today, NHL. Um, also a lot of great options. Um, we're going to go back to the well with the Flyers. That's the first game we looked at. I mean, there's Vancouver and Buffalo. That's an early game. I have no signals there. New Jersey, Washington, I don't know if this is a glitch or not, but 2% of the bets on New Jersey, 1% of the money. I just, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I'm not sure what to do. To me, that's like either put a, like, you know, points bet is giving you like a free $500, free $1,000 bet. Like either you put that on Washington and, you know, double up basically, or um, you really just go with the contrarian pick in New Jersey. But I'm staying away from that. So the next game that it gets me to is Tampa Bay and Philadelphia. I picked Philly, I think a couple nights ago to pull off an upset. I picked the Penguins last night to pull an upset. So I'm into this Pennsylvania upset mode, but there's all sorts of sign uh, signals for the Flyers tonight, right? They're contrarian pick, there's a steam move, and there's reverse line movement. 27% of the bets, 67% of the money. That separation alone is going to put me on them, and they're plus 130. I think I got an even better line by shopping for it. I might have gotten plus 135. So Philly is definitely one of my favorite plays of the night. A team that I ignored, but there seems to be a couple of signals out there, so I went with it, is Ottawa. They're facing Montreal, opened up at plus 125. They're down to plus 115. Um, they only have 30% of the money compared to a 50-50 split of the tickets. So that discrepancy is interesting. Um, yeah, so we see, uh, we're using the Action Network uh, Sharp report, right? And what popped out to me is that there was steam move and reverse line movement on Ottawa. So I just hopped on that. I wasn't, that did not pique my interest when I looked at it, but I'm just trying to go with the numbers here the best that I can. So put Ottawa in there to get a mix up. A, a team that I've been hammering lately, and I'm just going to continue is the LA Kings. They have... 21% of the bets and 71% of the money. It can't be any, uh, you know, more bipolar here for this LA versus Carolina game. So again, LA has 20% of the tickets, 71% of the money, and it's almost completely reversed for tickets and money when it comes to Carolina. They have 80% of the tickets and 30% of the money. So 
Again, that discrepancy shows me that the sharp money is with LA. We're going to be with LA as well. Boston, uh, New York Islanders kind of wanted to go with Boston. They have the majority of the tickets and money. But I didn't see much value there with them at negative 130. So um, my team, New York Rangers against St. Louis, looks like they represent a lot of value tonight. 17% of the tickets, 76% of the money. They're plus 179 right now. Uh, Opened at plus 235. Is that right? Oh, my God. Talk about... Now, that's what I've been looking for lately. I'm looking for teams that are coming back to the middle, and I try to you know, get them, at, uh, get them early enough so that I, I get some good odds uh, to put on these underdogs, usually. And the Rangers fit that tonight, not only because they're my team, but again, 235 to 170. That's, uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, compare that to the Kings, who are also going through the same type of thing. Um, they opened at 184, went to 175, so not as dramatic. Same thing with Ottawa, opened up at 125, now at 115, again, 10 points, but you're talking about 235 to 170, 65 points. Jeez, so I really like the Rangers there. Anaheim, uh, not the same trend, right? So open up at 113, they're at plus 115, but again, look at this discrepancy, 33% of the tickets Right, so public is not feeling Anaheim. They're on Chicago, basically. But ninety-two percent of the money is on Anaheim, for real. Like that, that popped out to me immediately. Indicates big and sharp money on Anaheim plus one fifteen. No brainer for me there. So I, a game I really wanted to bet, and I might wind up coming back around to it based on um, what happens with the rest of my day. Uh, it's a late game. It's Columbus Blue Jackets at the Vegas Golden Knights. I love the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, and I love the Columbus Blue Jackets. So maybe I'll just watch this game, but it looks like if I had to guess this Columbus line is going to move, it opened up at 180. It's still at 180, 36% of the bets, 6% of the money. So no one believes in Columbus, but I might, uh, especially if this starts moving, I, I have a feeling it will. The, again, this is a late game. It looks like it's in Las Vegas. So people are probably sleeping on this. I am going to get in if I start to see the line move towards the Blue Jackets and maybe some of the distribution of money start to move back to them as well. But for right now, I'm fading it. Edmonton and Calgary. Um, Calgary looks like it has a signal, but I did not pick them tonight. And then... Uh, Dallas and San Jose. Uh, again, unclear exactly what's going on there. Dallas looks like a pretty uh, big favorite in both ticket and money share. So to recap NHL, lots going on. I told you today. Flyers, Senators, Kings, Rangers, Anaheim are our favorite. <laughs> we talked about Columbus and some other teams as we were going through that. So there's a lot of opportunity today, but I'm trying to pick my spots because we have... NFL divisional round? Yeah, divisional round football going on. So let's just talk about these games real quick. Um, I told you it was pretty easy for me. I, I kind of picking the teams that are getting the points. Um, because it, it, let's go to the numbers because I'm a numbers guy with other sports. With the NFL, I follow it on a year round. I've been into the NFL fantasy sports for a very long time. So I know enough about the game. I know the history of these teams. I follow these players through the draft. I am a well-informed NFL consigliere, right? But 
like, let's just look by the numbers anyway. Let's pretend I'm equally as blind with NFL as I am with NHL and NBA. Vikings 49ers, the earlier game, 435, okay? The bets are 50-50, okay? The, so the public, just like, you know, for, for the most part, are, are pretty like, they're not sure. Uh, it could be the Vikings, it could be the 49ers. You look at the money, that's where you start to see the 55% on the Viking side, 45% for the 49ers. The Vikings are getting plus seven. Um, they're getting a whole touchdown. Um, and then on top of that, so I didn't want to admit, but on top of that, the, the total has trended down. It opened up at 46, it's now at 44 and a half. You know, so a couple points, it's good. I think that's going to keep moving under uh, as we get closer to the game. So again, only 11 o'clock here on the East Coast. Probably by noon, definitely when we get to one, I bet you that moves down to 44, if not 43 and a half, something like that. Anyway, the combination of the Vikings getting points, the percentage of the money being them on them in the spread, and this going under, it, this just all plays to the Vikings for me. Because what if there's some pretty strong signals that this is going to go under, and that's what people think. Um, and the Vikings are getting seven points. You know, like, what's, what's the storyline here? 19 to 17, right? Like, uh, that would put us under 44 and a half. Or do they really just think, like, do they think it's just going to be a defensive game that it's just going to be, like, you know, 10 to 7 uh, 49ers? But, but that's what I mean. Like, is there a world where the Vikings don't cover when it's a close game? Like, uh, both of those scenarios I gave to you. Okay, maybe it's 19 to 10. That's where the Vikings don't cover. Um, and I guess that's a possibility, right? The Vikings are only able to muster out a touchdown and a field goal and the uh, 49ers do a little bit more. I guess that's a scenario, right? 19 to 10. Okay. But I mean, in most other scenarios, here's, I don't think this goes the way that everyone does. I'm a little nervous about the under. I think that that's being propagated because the Vikings and the 49ers are both good defensive teams, not only this year, but historically they've been good defensive teams. I could see that changing. I could see a lot of points scored. I definitely think that's a possibility today. Um, But in both scenarios, if there's a lot of points scored or if there's a little point scored, I still think the Vikings are right there. I don't see a scenario where the San Francisco 49ers can outpace or lap the Vikings from an offensive or defensive perspective. I really don't. Um, I think the Vikings showed you yesterday that they can handle one of the best, not yesterday, last week, they could handle one of the best offenses in the NFL. Now, if you were paying attention to the numbers, the Saints were trending downward. I mean, they almost got beat by the Carolina Panthers at the end of the season. In a shootout, that is, they got beat by the Atlanta Falcons. Um, and I think that might have even been at home. So there were some signals at the end of the season that the Saints weren't quite right. And that just happened to bleed into, uh, you know, that wild card game against the Vikings where the Vikings pretty much handled the Saints without a problem. Now, I don't think that the San Francisco 49ers have as good of an offense as the Saints do, even with the Saints sucking a little, right? I think like the worst version of the Saints offense is still better or at least on par with the San Francisco 49ers offense. And I really do. Um, I do not. Like the, the 49ers have run all over teams. I don't think that's going to happen with the Vikings. I think that they're going to make it a point 
to put pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo, right? A, a fairly young quarterback, inexperienced in the postseason, and he's going to have to make some plays. And then when I look at the people around Jimmy Garoppolo, you obviously got Greg Kittle, Emmanuel Sanders, Debo Samuel, that use check guy. He definitely has some weapons, but they're not, none of these guys are superstars. So if I'm thinking that Jimmy Garoppolo and his band of, of people have to beat the Vikings instead of, you know, them being able to just run over them the whole game. I, that puts more favor in the Vikings court to me. I mean, Kirk Cousins is experienced. I know that a lot. There's a whole storyline about Kirk Cousins just not coming up in the big moment. I think you saw last week, he kind of disproved that. And this guy is a good quarterback. I'm totally on the Kirk Cousins train. If I'm, you know, a lot of time people compare quarterback to quarterback, even though they're not playing each other. But I mean, if you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins, I think Kirk Cousins gives the Vikings a definitive edge. And then with seven points, with this being under, I have to go with the Vikings. Uh, they also don't have too shabby of a running game. There's a guy named Dalvin Cook that's just been tearing up the league this year. So I don't know. I just, uh, well, actually, I do know. Vikings under with seven points, that's where all my money is today. I don't even think I'm, I wanted to entertain the 49ers uh, with some contrarian bets. I will tell you that I put a, I, I took a, I put a bonus bet on uh, Jimmy Garoppolo scoring the first touchdown. So take that for what it's worth, but I was on points bet actually. It was given like a plus 4,000 on Jimmy Garoppolo scoring the first touchdown. So I think if that hits today, you might, uh, you might never hear from me again because I think that was a, a pretty big payday. But let, let's move on to the next game, the night game, Titans-Ravens. I think this is probably going to be the worst game out of the two. Now, again, today has the potential to be really disappointing to the casual NFL viewer because you have what, it, what the professionals think are going to be two low-scoring games. Um, both are trending towards the under. So let's talk about that first. Um, Titans and Ravens opened up 48.5 down to 47.5. So, again, not a strong indicator of the under. There are, I don't know if there were, but there, in, earlier in the week there were some weather concerns. Again, two defensive teams. The under makes sense here. And there's some system about um, unders in, uh, in the playoffs uh, hitting at you know good rate. So, all that combined, again, not as strong as a signal. Think about it. The Vikings and 49ers, we might see a three-point drop from the open. Um, with the Titans and Ravens, we're only at one right now. Maybe it gets to 47 or a little bit lower, but it's not going to be as drastic. Still going to go with the under here. But I think the big thing here is the disrespect on the Titans. I mean, it opened up at plus 10, and on a bunch of books, if I'm not crazy, I've seen them at nine and a half. Yeah, so like FanDuel, Bet3, almost, okay, everybody has the Vikings at nine and a half except for points bet, right, plus 10. So if that half point makes sense to you, that's great. But I think this speaks to the line starting to move back towards the Titans. I think 10 points is way too much. I know that the Ravens have been a dominant team all season, Kind of like the 49ers, I think that the Ravens are a little bit of smoke and mirrors. And here's the thing. This is a day that Lamar Jackson could come out and really shut people up like me. But I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like the Dolphins ran the Wildcat offense. I feel like RG3 went pretty deep. Even to a certain extent, Colin Kaepernick, right? Like, 
uh, Michael Vick, these quarterbacks, they're really good. I mean, it, it definitely helps to have a running quarterback, but I do think that in the playoffs, teams can adjust to, to a player like Lamar Jackson. I'm just going to say that. And the Titans, I mean, they have, they could play with reckless abandon. And maybe that's where, you know, the Baltimore Ravens can take advantage. But um, I really like the Titans plus 10 points. Uh, and I'm going to stay on the Titans train. That's where I'm going today. I mean, surprise. I'm, again, you have great weapons on the Titans side. Derrick Henry, awesome running back. Ryan Tannehill, serviceable. A.J. Brown, um, great wide receiver. And then you have some other people there. Titans have a, a decent defense. And I don't think that the Ravens are going to be able to drop, you know, uh, are just going to be able to manufacture points against this defense. Again, you have Lamar Jackson. He's great. But you're dependent on people like Mark Andrews, um, Seth Roberts outside. I think he's uh, their number two wide receiver behind Hollywood. I, I mean... Willie Sneed, I think, is still running around for the Ravens. This is all I'm saying. Just like with the 49ers, I think the 49ers have been keeping it together all season. And good for them. I mean, I haven't looked up strength of the schedule for the... If I was to prove my point, I'd look up strength of schedule for the 49ers and the Ravens. And I think that I could forecast that they beat teams that they were supposed to. And they probably didn't do as great against teams that are in the playoffs now. And I think this is going to be a close game. That's all. It's going to be under. It's going to be a close game. And with the Titans getting 10 points with their newfound ability to manufacture points through Ryan Tannehill, I just, it's too much value. And if we look at the numbers, they don't necessarily support us. <laughs> 45% of the bets are on the Titans, 55 on the Ravens, and 44% of the money versus 56% for the Ravens. So it's still, everyone's still undecided. And, and here's the deal. That indecision from both the Sharps and the public makes it even easier for me to take the Titans because people aren't sure if the Titans are real or the Ravens are real. And I'm going to take the team that gets 10 points and has had to play last week, is hungry, is going to play with reckless abandon. The Titans are playing with house money at this point. Everyone is going to elevate their game because they're going to play loose. The Baltimore Ravens has everything to lose today, right? They have been the dominant team. Lamar Jackson is the, you know, an MVP candidate, heir apparent, best quarterback in the NFL. If they lose this... It's on them. And, and I just think they don't even have... Here's the thing. They don't even have to lose this game for me to win my bet. Does that make sense? <laughs> they can even get a score, like a touchdown lead, and I still win my bet. So that's why it just makes so much sense for me to take the Titans. So long-winded, right? Especially about the NFL. But I feel like I could talk about these games with some type of authority. But there you go. You got NBA picks. You got NHL picks. And you got some NFL picks. I can only hope that this pack slate turns out successful for us. If we get that same 50% that we did yesterday, maybe hit a couple of these prop bets. Jimmy G gets into the end zone first in that game. I mean, we'll, we'll be having a great Sunday. Um, but until then, bet big, win big. Good luck, everybody.